take a moment to find a seated position, allowing your consciousness to expand both outward and with a deeper sense of reflection inside yourself. Simultaneously, allowing yourself to connect your internal calibration with your external North Star. Breathing in and breathing out, finding a gentle rhythm, a gentle equilibrium of your external body with your internal heart. Breathing in and breathing out. Allowing yourself to acknowledge sounds, smells, sensations that touch your external body. All at the same time, breathing in and breathing out. Now, bring your central awareness to your thoughts. Without judgment, simply being the witness, allow the internal clock to quiet. Breathing in and breathing out. And with no rush, absolutely no urgency, inviting you to take a scan with your eyes open of the external world, all the while feeling one step closer to quietude, to calmness, and to internal calibration. Hi, it's Ryan. Welcome to your weekly dose of The Psychedelic Psychologist, where I invite my guests to share stories about their psychedelic experiences. We cover a variety of topics, from overcoming addiction and severe depression, to finding wholeness and spiritual emergence. Today's podcast, you're going to hear from one of my guests, Sophia, who has explored psychedelics for some time, from everything from ayahuasca journeys to personal mushroom experiences and beyond. Sofia, como esta? Estoy bien, gracias. ¿Y tú? Bien, bien. Cansado, uh, a little tired, a little tired. It's so good to see you. What's the energy coming in knowing that we're going to talk everything psychedelics? Calm. It's just a good stuff. Sophia, how did you find the world of psychedelics as a healing modality? Well, about three years ago, I was invited to experience ayahuasca in Peru and dove in on the research end first. And as being a healthcare person, I wanted to know about the medical benefits. As I dove in deeper and deeper, I realized it's tremendous ability for those who are willing 
and seeking to do some deeper healing. Also being affected by a partner who had an addiction. And I'd say had in the past because I feel that's how I view that person now is that's the past. That's what instigated it and provided a lot of hope. So that experience was the, the start. Yeah. Head first. You did dive in headfirst. And there's a couple of things before we get into <laughs> details. Ayahuasca yeah. you, it was the first and kind of the initiation of your psychedelic. Now that you've kind of explored different things, <laughs> what would you say to someone during their initiation to be with psychedelics, specifically ayahuasca? What did you learn in that realm? What I learned is just due diligence to make sure it's for you. Don't go by what anybody else has experienced. <laughs> it's completely individual. There is just no way to predict and or know what's going to happen. Also spend some time finding good resources for centers and do a little bit of backgrounding on where you're going and sit with it and meditate on it and see what's right for you before you do it. It's not something that you just fly to Peru and you're there hiking and someone says, want to do ayahuasca and you do it. People do that. That's fine. I think personally that spending some time sitting with the idea and getting comfortable with it and excited about it is, is the way that works. That worked the best for me. I felt very at ease and eager to participate. You speak really eloquently about an important subject matter for me, which is doing enough preparation, enough research to ease, soften the central nervous system, soften the anxiety. Mm -hmm. Not to say that it wouldn't still be there, but all that preparation sounds like provided you with an ample opportunity to be much more prepared than just going in blind. Yes. So <clears throat> I felt very fortunate that the center I was introduced to did a vetting process where you have to, you can't just line up. You spent some time speaking with one of the representatives that interviews you to make sure that it's going to be a safe situation as far as medicines you take over the counter prescribed medications, as well as the dieta is muy importante. What you eat, how you prepare your body, how you also abstain from certain things within a time frame, as particular two weeks before watching sexual interaction. And, and uh, these are recommendations to get the most out of your experience, watching different food intake. So you know, of course, I am a person that really likes to follow things to a T. I wanted to get the most out of it. It wasn't a cheap experience. It was an investment to fly to Peru and pay for the facility, which included all the food and all sorts of fun excursions. And of course, the medicine and the shaman. But <clears throat> finding a center that made me feel comfortable and then being invited by them to join their ceremony process. I felt honored. So that was, that was a very important step, I think. 
And to keep it linear, you had how many ceremonies while you were down there? After all this beautiful preparation, you're in Peru. Mm. What was the takeaways and what were the experiences, if anything, stands out that you're still maybe integrating or completely captivated by? Yeah. So there were different modalities. There were three ayahuasca. It was a nine or 10 day retreat. Three ayahuasca, one go, and one wachula. The tobacco was a preparatory with a shaman, a purging process. Then the three ayahuasca on every other day. And then the final day was the wachuma. And with the shaman again, they were all a shaman. So there were five ceremonies, three ayahuasca. And that Washington was also a lighter version of psychedelics, a really nice capping of, of the whole process. I just, I love it. Well, first of all, I think it's really remarkable and intensely articulate and vulnerable to share how you're in the middle of South America for the first time and you're entering into non-ordinary states of consciousness. I was wondering what goes through your mind what what went through your mind at that moment i was ready you know at that point in my life knowing that it was the right place the right time and yeah it's scary when you think about surrendering yourself to a medicine that is going to probably take over a bit of your consciousness that you may not be able to voluntarily run your body, knowing that there could be purging, you know, throwing up, diarrhea, all that fun stuff <laughs> that actually becomes a beautiful part of it. It sounds so weird, but it, it actually does. So yeah, it was frightening. There's just no other way, but being in the hands of really competent providers and uh, the universe brought together a really cool group of i believe we had 14 people that just worked and i knew who i worked better with and i talked to my facilitators and made sure i was near those who i worked better with and those that i didn't work well with i just kept my distance and it wasn't an issue it just everything just kind of flowed it was super cool i don't i don't want to digress too far but you're saying <laughs> something that i find so peripherally important people don't talk about this but the energy of facilitators or supports are so vital and listening to you you felt yeah. that energy and then you advocated for yourself to stay Correct. contained with those energies yeah it was it was yes so the facilitators they had some were paid staff that was very experienced there were others that were volunteers who had been through a number of ceremonies who just wanted to give their time and did i click with every facilitator no but i gravitated toward who worked with me and we all just kind of found our place in the puzzle and it, it, it magically worked. Of course, there were moments that were contentious and that's just part of the journey here on planet earth. But 
it all it all came together. And the bottom line, I'm responsible for me, and I got what I needed at that time. Fantastic. And now looking at what you and I do with integration, what are you actively and practically integrating today? And where have you come from that first experience? And could you paint me a picture of both what you're integrating and what you're kind of playing with regarding the medicines? Well, I am constantly integrating. So the integration after the ayahuasca was really key. I was able to get into a group hosted by a doctor that did great work. And that kind of led me into finding more like-minded and making some huge life choices and changes after that. The ayahuasca basically flat-checked my life in the best way possible. Things that I didn't think I would be able to do, I just was able to do walk away from the addiction, but also find myself whole after that and not need to do anything other than just be me after that. Since then, it's been a series of mostly psilocybin is my preferred medicine. And actually I did a deep dive last week. So what I'm integrating currently and is is uh, downloading what I, integration to me is a really neat process because it's it's not an instantaneous thing. What I find for me the most important part is just being grateful for the medicine, appreciate that it is going to give me download ahas for days and weeks after the dive. Every day, you can't really say what you are for sure integrating laterally come to you without you even expecting creative ideas and or more information and clarity on certain ideas. But I found it's best for me to just sit with it and not take action until I feel very calm and easy about it. Uh, yeah. I just, I, I, I want to like pause for that because taking action sometimes doesn't it almost dilute, right? Without the pause, without yeah. the contemplation, allowing it to continue to work through yeah. us rather than just assume we have to just barrel through it like a train. Right. I think for me, if I have a vision or if I have just a feeling, I don't think it's always possible to know what that means. People will see things, they'll see a car, or they'll see something and they're like, oh, I'm supposed to go buy that car. I, I feel very differently about that. It could be the color of the car. You know, it's a red car. There's something red in your life. I mean, there's, or it, it's, for me, mostly it's the knowing that I am going to be receiving just guidance from my higher consciousness from my, my connection to the source and of, to all of us, to our higher consciousness. I just know that it's happening. And it's, it's now that I've got the ball rolling with my use of psychedelic and I may go periods of time without it. I may microdose for a chunk of time. I just know that the 
the integration is an effortless process if you just allow it to happen and flow to you. Just let it flow to you. You don't have to do anything, but be open to it. Yeah, and that openness shines the light, provides ample space to kind of look at and receive the gifts. Yeah, yeah. What are the gifts? Do you see differences with these experiences? Does Do they show up differently for you? You recently had an medicines. experience. Yeah, like the different medicines or do they provide you Absolutely. with, yeah? Absolutely, yes. So when I've done straight up DMT, I feel like that is a is a medicine that is kind of like a whole like reset of neurotransmitters, reset of physical even. It's kind of like a wash for me. I know other people have some fierce experiences. For me, when I do DMT, I feel just kind of cleansed and just kind of purified a little bit. And and the integration after that, it, it's more of a calm. I feel like my neural pathways are just functioning properly. Things are just kind of flowing how they need to in my body. Whereas when I do a, a deep dive with psilocybin, it's, that's a little more work. I feel like I'm getting different information and, and working through some of probably my deeper healings and deeper learns that I just need to face and walk the face. And so there's a big difference between the two. And, you know, I've done a number of other psychedelics as well. Those are probably the two besides ayahuasca that I worked with the most and feel the most knowledgeable on. I think it sounds intuitive. Do you find your intuition alarmingly waking up or as I spoke about earlier, more calibrated? As you talk about being washed, do you find your intuition also mm -hmm. being calibrated? Not just the practicalities mm -hmm. of everyday life, but this sixth sense awakening deeper? Yeah, I feel with DMT definitely more instantaneously aligned like my spirit being and my body just kind of come to the together and kind of converge and at peace. <clears throat> and with the psilocybin, I feel that I am open to learning from my higher consciousness that there's more substance for me on that one. Therefore, it feels more like work. And then to even go back before that with intuition, there are times when I have intention to do the work and or the fun of doing the psychedelic. And I just know it's not the right timing for whatever reason. I just withdraw from the ceremony and or planning of it to take the time to really feel aligned with doing it before doing it. So my intuition, and I think that's from the psychedelic work I've done, is I just know deep down when it's the right time to do it. I fucking love that. The alignment of <laughs> doing it. When, yeah, you can just swear. You can swear. You, oh, you man. Swear. Fucking, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> fucking psychedelics. It feels really remarkable. 
but in all honesty and transparency aligning that's a noble path to back away right especially in our new culture of you know the more the merrier go big or go home it's this right. prudent voice i hear from you that's saying oh not today there will be another day there's always another day you know in the spirit realm there's in infinite days right it's ongoing eternal in my viewpoint but yes knowing that and hearing about other people who just bang it out and you know they're trying to force the process and i honestly think they get something out of it it may feel a little more burdensome it may not feel as alive i prefer my method where i just follow my my heart, my peace, and my higher consciousness before doing it. Well, we'll integrate eventually. We'll catch up to them. Okay. Again, this is all my opinion. But yeah, no, this is making it your own. You're making it, you're designing yeah, totally. it, you're creating it. Right. And I feel good about it. And, you know, the thing that I've really, really embraced recently is not judging anyone else's experiences i used to think oh what they just they've done like 20 ayahuasca ceremonies in eight months what but like they're crazy they don't have any time to integrate they don't but it's like it's all their personal journey and it it will catch up to catch up to them or it won't it doesn't matter you know as a very wise man told me once there's no wrong way to do it and there really isn't a wrong way it's all going to, it's all going to work out. You know, even if people are using it recreational, that was one thing I judged quite a bit for quite some time, because I feel personally that it's a very sacred medicine. Mm. These are sacred medicines to me and I honor them with the use. And I did not like hearing about people. Hey, I'm taking a mushroom trip and I'm going to go party and listen to loud music and dance my head off. And I was like, oh, that's so. You know, I was physically like a relig religious zealot about, you know, the use of psychedelics. But I've come to the come to the huge conclusion that it is just much for me. And really, it's none of my business what they do. And if they want to share it with me, I'm not going to judge them. You know, it's all unconditional. They get to do they get to do it their way. Period. That that has to just feel even as I listen to you explain that this like release of burden and pressure and pre-obligation with what it's supposed to be, how it looks, when it lands. Right. right. Totally. I think the other important thing that that has helped me is the therapies I've done, the coaching, uh, all sorts of things, the integration with you, the the diving in of information that I take, I have discernment on what information I'm craving and needing. So that's really easy for me to know that if someone has- How do you do that? This, it's all about how I feel. If I feel good in my body, and that's what we have as a guide on this planet, you know, our feelings. That's how I feel very strongly. We have our feelings to guide us. If it feels easy and effortless, it's- it's something that I'm ready to receive. If it feels like work and I don't want to read it, or it's just kind of gives me a weird feeling in my stomach or my throat or somewhere in my body, I don't. So it, it's just that simple. It's all about how I feel. And 
you know, I can fast forward through a podcast, you know, first five minutes, boom, I'm done. If it's not right. Or my spirit man wakens up, spirit woman, spirit person, there's whatever it is, wakes up when it, it's something that's spot on and I'm ready to hear. Then I just consume it and I'll listen to it maybe two, three times and get more stuff out of it. So, but the, the coolest part right now is all this information I've been taking in prior to doing ayahuasca three years ago is it's the information is kind of as i as i read and listen to podcasts it kind of deposited different places in me and now as i integrate things get pulled out that i'm ready to understand and it's like it's fun having these moments where with the help of your guidance talking about it and with meditation things all of a sudden make sense like they never have before and it 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 is something i heard you know three and a half four years ago when i was preparing it and all of a sudden it makes sense or it made sense to me last year and now it makes sense to me a hundred times more so it's just it's it's a super really cool interesting process that when you say that brings me to such a peace of mind to know that we don't have to make sense of it so immediately that either on a cellular level or we thought about it, we have it in a journal. There's so many ways to archive it or document it or even just unconsciously or consciously absorb it. And then such a beautiful way you just said it is then it just kind of pops up and you go, oh, yeah. It's locked. It it hasn't always been like that though. There was a period of time early on after ayahuasca where I wanted everything to click and I was doing the action and you know, reading what I thought was right. And now I look back at it and I did take in the information, it just didn't make sense. And now I'm allowing it to unfold in its own time when I can understand it. So yeah, I was hyper consuming information for a while there. Not always about psychedelics. I was just trying to improve and, you know, have a have a good life, manifest things, blah blah blah, you know, that whole thing. Right. Um, well you and I both love right. We like the cold therapy and the hot therapy and we'll have like one foot in an ice bath and one foot in a sauna and you're like, it's yeah. gonna work. I biohack yeah. the shit out of this. And it's like Oh yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, that's definitely into the biohacking too. Do it all, do it all. It's gonna speed up everything. And uh that just absolutely, you know, it's making less and less sense to me to try and put any timeline on any sort of thing anymore. Hmm. Mm. What is on the horizon when you speak of timeline? What is on your psychedelic horizon? How do you, you talk so eloquently about intuition and letting it speak to you. Do you have, I mean, in our humble human body, manifestations of what's on the horizon or maybe even what your homage to psychedelics is? How do you hold it? Mm. You said... On the horizon, I will continue to microdose in seasonal situations. 
Microdosing has been probably one of the biggest instruments with going through a huge life change with menopause and all the emotional and hormonal stuff that goes along with that and understanding that process and finding methods and natural ways with the, with the, with the adult to understand and, or aid my way through that. Do I feel led to do ayahuasca? I'm not, that's not huge on the list, but it's not off the list either. I continue to do occasional PMT, but I know that it is at this point, and I can always change my mind, part of my process. It's, it's basically assisted me in going so much further than I could have gone on my own. Goal to be able to release my own DMT out of my pineal gland. You know, I feel like I'm getting closer to that. And I have had some experiences where I can do my own psychedelic or with breath work, where I felt like I'm going there. So it is going to be a part of my life regardless um, if it ingested or smoked or naturally emitted from a pineal gland. It's just going to, or pineal, however you want to say it. People know what that is. Tomato, tomato. And right. this <laughs> is so intricate this idea of just having it a part of your apothecary a part of your toolkit but not having to like hold on to it with a death grip or bang it out in a protocol you're just flowing yeah with enough form though yeah yeah with having proper intuition and guidance having a safe place to ask questions and get expert answers. For me, that's been pivotal. And trusting my expert answers because I know intuitively that I am getting into, I'm getting the answers that I need when I ask questions. So that's huge. What are you doing to walk gentle with yourself today? How are you expressing a sense of gentleness. Hmm. Well, I am on vacation right now, enjoying my hobbies and with people that adore and understand my journey and are open to this world. I find that I'm attracting and or allowing more healed and intuitive people into my life. Now it feels so easy to accept those are that are in different places of their journey and know that it is not my job to help them along their journey it's their job to seek the help that they need i've become essentially more selfish in the best way possible and it's made me the better person that i am i don't judge people like i used to it's really bizarre and so being gentle with myself is surrounding myself with no one and or people that that I am in harmony with, I would say. Uh, I brought the fresh air. It's such an amazing thing. And knowing you, you're so compassionate, courageous, and I thank you for the vulnerable journey that you are on. It's a breath of fresh air to witness. Thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. De nada. Con mucho gusto. Which, with pleasure, with much pleasure. Thank mm -hmm. you.